What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is the Hammerdown Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans. Coming at you live from the Ron Miller Race Cars Hammerdown Racing Report studios. This is the Hammerdown Racing Report for Thursday, September 15th. Show number 248. There's there's Ron over there. Yeah. Best of Toledo. Yeah. Do we want to promote that at all anymore? Well, sure. The the Toledo City Paper Best of Toledo uh, nomination is still going on. And nominations, believe, not voting. Yeah, you can not only, voting. You can only vote I, once. I read to this nominate. on their thing that said you can nominate once a day. I don't, really? I, I don't understand how that works, but I didn't either. I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, I thought just it was just the voting, just based on your computer's information. email address. Yeah. I think I don't know. Anyways, oh. uh, that ends tomorrow. So if uh, you haven't nominated us again, we've nominate made it us three of the last four years. We've made it on the ballot. So yeah, get us on the ballot. Where'd Rusty go? Rusty and Carter were right there. Anyway, it's coming up tonight on the show. Uh, we'll be speaking to uh, Rusty and Carter Schlank, and uh, a little bit later on, Race Metapedigan will be joining us. He's uh, dabbling in the dirt, so to speak. He's among <laughs> the pavement racers that are really enjoying themselves trying something different. So he could be a defector. Could be. So we'll talk to him. He's, yeah, he's had good success the past uh, couple weeks. He's oh. been running the dirt. So Yeah. Uh-huh. I guess he ran really well. Now I was I was I was at my grandson oh, Kyle's right. wedding it this weekend, yeah. so I, I missed it. Um, he started third in the the A and finished, or I'm sorry, he started. finished last and finished third. Yeah, started uh, and, for last. Yeah, yeah, and then the week before he uh, was, I don't remember if he started. He started at the back, but won yeah. in his very first uh, dirt race. Yeah, but that was up at two, uh, Silver uh, Silver. Bullet. Silver bullet, yeah. Yep. That's what it was. But we'll talk to him a little bit later. Uh, Rusty and Carter will be joining us here in just a second. Uh, show number 248, we're two shows away. Actually, this one and one more from, before from, we get to uh, we're short 250. Of t- short of 250? And I was uh, I was talking to uh, Dean Henry about doing a live show at uh, Big D's the really? weekend after next. That'd be the last weekend in, in September. Okay. October first, maybe I, I don't know, but uh, I guess uh, as long as it's I, I don't not think October. I don't think that's going to work out though. He said he was busy, so I, no. I don't know that we're going to make that happen. So come up with an alternative idea. Well, and we can't do October eighth because that's the Whiteford that. Fall Festival, and well, then that also, many, that also would many, be show number many of us, Many of us are going to be occupied that day. I'm going to be begging people because we need volunteers. What do you need? You'll see it on my Facebook. I, we just need bodies. Oh. Put the bodies at the floor. Help with the car show. Help with parking. A lot of stuff. Okay. We can talk later. All right. Maybe we can I, talk to maybe, everybody. Maybe I can work off some of my debt to you for yeah, that. Whatever. <laughs> uh, contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from action shots to victory lane. Now is the time to start working on those custom 2023 uh, calendars, race calendars for fans and uh, crew members. Uh, they they put them together. You can choose whatever shot you want in them, and uh, it only takes a few days. So, quick turnaround, at least uh, last yeah, year. I did. Right. 
hopefully well, this maybe he's quick. overloaded doing a lot of them now because he's been advertising like a lot of people should on hammer down racing report there you go they also do special photo shoots by appointment call charlie 419-476-9978 freeze frame photos special moments frozen in time and, of course, uh, Big D's Pizza. got to thank them. Big D's Pizza, subs, ribs, chicken, and more in Clyde. 419-547-1444. Call them right now. Order your pizza. You'll have it by the end of the show. Or you can order online at orderbigdspizza.com. Uh, follow Big D's on Facebook for uh, a special. He posts all kinds of special offers on there and new menu items. So, and, and that's how I keep seem, up the date. seems like every week they've got they, a new menu item. Weekends they've been doing the barbecues, so he'll post it if they have that coming up as well. Uh, big D's in Clyde there, big on taste, not on price. And we'll be giving away some uh, Big D's pizza. And uh, our uh, uh, tricycle yes. hot dog race winner, Bubba Kundik. Right. Uh, Dean Henry threw in a Big D's pizza for really? that. And a, a jumbo pizza and a two-liter. Ooh. So, uh, yeah. But Bubba's been losing In some... addition to the $100 he got from Nick Lloyd's Fixin' B- Fab. Bubba's been losing some weight. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, we're we're maybe... fanning him up with hot dogs and pizza. <laughs> Uh, Dominator Race Products have a uh, fresh stock of Camaro late model bumpers now in stock. They also specialize in body components for late models, modified sprint cars, street stocks, and much more. Check them out at DominatorRaceProducts.com or call 419-923-6970. Also available at reputable dealers across the USA and Ron Miller Race Cars, who is also a reputable dealer. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Also, thanks to Oakshade Raceway, Ramiller Race Guards, Headhunters, Barber Studio, and Salon in Perrysburg. Let's uh, bring up our first guest here. It looks like they're waiting patiently there. Mr. Schlanks. Both Schlanks. How's it going? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Good. How was uh, How was football practice, Carter? Good. I still have my pants. I have my shoes on right now. Well, that's good. I wouldn't want you to do an interview without your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> especially with the camera there. Uh, didn't I hear you scored like two touchdowns or something in your last game? Yeah. So you're good at football and racing. What sport aren't you good at? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> how, about, how about baseball? Uh, I'm all right at baseball. I'm yeah. really good at pitching. How about <laughs> hockey? Have you played hockey? No, I've never played hockey. Ah, see, Steve Kester's kids, he plays hockey, so they, they got an up on you there. What position do you play uh, in football? Uh, I play a linebacker and a running back. Both sides of the ball? Uh, yeah, offense and defense. Yeah, offense and defense, yeah. Very good. Nice. Uh, offense and de- defense in the car as well. Both uh, the 91s, uh, Rusty and, and Carter, you both uh, led flag to flag uh, Saturday at Oakshade. Uh, Rusty, you got the win also uh, Friday night at Attica. And the week before at uh, Oakshade, what's uh, what do you attribute the, the recent success to? Just a lot of hard work in the shop. We've been, uh, we, I don't know, we, we struggled. I don't want to say struggled. We've had good speed all year, but we just had some bad luck and uh, we're, haven't, haven't been quite as good as I've wanted. So we, uh, we went to work and did our homework and busted our butts the last month or so and finally uh, <laughs> finally put everything together. So uh, we, we, we learned a lot on these race cars. Um, Obviously, it's my job to, to try to make sure that all my customers are going fast as long as well as myself and, and my kids. So um, when I when I uh, when I hit on some stuff like this and find some good speed, it's always, it's it's good for the whole team. So so does what you learn uh, on your card? Can you translate that onto uh, Carter Sportsman? Yep, same exact race car. What's this I hear about a kiss car? <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait. Kiss, kiss, kiss like the to do. band? K-I-S-S, Scott. Keep, keep it simple, stupid. Oh, okay. I was saying, I'm there thinking, you go. I thought we were going to do, like, never mind. Go no, ahead. no. <laughs> no, Russ is going to explain it. For a while, um, but Freddie, Freddie Carpenter, uh, I don't know if you've seen the, the Kryptonite post. Everybody's probably seen that stuff lately. Freddie, Freddie came out with a car kind of similar to what we're doing. Um, he kind of beat me to the punch. Um, he... Uh, build a pretty much build a car that uh, doesn't have a lot of adjustment um kind of made for the weekend warrior the guy that only races a few times a year maybe saturday nights uh 15 20 times a year uh doesn't have a lot of adjustment so you can't screw things up um just kind of wasn't that wasn't that cj's theory all along it was it was for sure um that's uh, i mean that's kind of how cj cj spent his whole career was was trying to keep it as simple as possible is uh, what he would always tell me: uh, race cars are simple, race car drivers are complicated. So he wasn't wrong by any means. Um, we're still gonna we're still gonna do both both types of race cars, uh, so we can cater to. I mean, obviously the, the some people want a top notch race car with all the best parts and a bunch of adjustability if they know what they're doing. And I want to kind of do the same thing that Freddie's doing at Kryptonite there and try to cater to the to the weekend warrior that. Uh, doesn't necessarily know what adjustments to make and when. Um, so uh, and they don't have the money to, to spend a, a crap load of money on a race car uh, for a $40,000 roller like some of these guys are nowadays. So I, I understand that it'll have basic shock absorbers that aren't adjustable. and. Yep, yep. It'll, all be, it'll be all steel body Bilstein shocks, um, non-adjustable stuff. Uh I'm not 100% sure yet. Uh, I'm working with Bill Steen right now to, to, as to whether I'm going to do a Schrader valve adjustable, like a gas pressure adjustable shock or, or just a sealed gas shock. Um, I like the sealed gas shock idea the best, but uh, maintenance, maintenance wise, it's a little, a little easier to rebuild the other stuff. So a right. little bit more money, but uh, it might be a little bit better product. If somebody breaks a shock, something I can fix here in house and I have to send back in. So, Still working out the details on that, but yeah, it won't be it won't be adjustable at all. When do you uh, when do you expect that you'll have your first kiss car? Uh the chassis is three quarters of the way done. Actually, Cassidy's out. My welder's out there uh, finishing up the rear clip right now. So, so um, soon. I hope to have it. Uh, hope to have it out and ready to go here in a couple of weeks. Now, I assume uh, that you'll be selling this only as a roller, so people can't screw up too badly. <laughs> Um, we've, we've kicked that around a little, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. Um, I would like to, in a perfect world, yes, I'd like to sell them just as rollers, but, uh, I think we're going to have to, we'll have to try to cater to cater. I, I, I've had a lot of calls on it already from people that like have older Rayburns and stuff like that, where they can swap a lot of the parts over. So, um, I may, uh, I, I may have to make it where we can, uh, sell it just kind of like a, a baseline kit with, uh, cockpit decking maybe the body and, and some of the domination specific parts and where they can they can come in and uh bring the rest of the parts and we can assemble it and make sure it's done right before we get it out the door now will you be uh racing one of the these kiss cars or? oh yeah yeah I, I don't sell anything unless i prove it first so okay. um i've uh, i've never sold a race car that i didn't drive first so yeah we'll uh we'll shake it down here in a few weeks hopefully here towards the end of the season and uh um, we're running out of races, but I'm sure we'll find something to, to get it shook down so we can start building this winter. Speaking of racing, uh, how would you uh, say that your, your season has gone? Has it gone as expected? This is the worst year I've had since 2007. Wow. So no, yep. 
Um, no, it, it has not gone the, gone the way we planned. I mean, it, we've been fast. We've, we've been leading a lot of big races and, and had things break. And just uh, when I say we've had a bad year, not, not that we've been slow by any means. We just have had crappy luck, man. Every time we turn around, something's breaking on the car or the hauler or the the trailers, the, whatever it may be, man. We just, uh, there's, there's been a lot of stuff taking us out of races this year. Carter, how about you? How's your season? Um, I think my season's been going how, all right. How does it compare to last year? Um, I only raced two races last year, so I can't. Uh, I know. Yeah, but you didn't blow a motor last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means so, he's going faster. Right. And he definitely is doing that. So did you expect to uh, have two feature wins under your belt uh, in your first full season already? No. <clears throat> I so, figured both of them. I knew Carter was right behind me, Murde. So um, I figured he was going to catch me. He's always really fast. Okay. But uh, getting those wins, though, that, that's got to build up your confidence, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot. All right. Rusty's used to it. It doesn't really mean much to him anymore, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, uh, you never you never get all the way used to it. You still you still want to win just as bad as day one. Gotcha. Now you, I think we're on number I think we're on number two two hundred and sixty right now, and that number two sixty one is going to feel just as good as number okay. one probably. <laughs> How long until uh, Carter catches up to you? Two hundred fifty eight more. <laughs> <laughs> so you converted the the sportsman uh, Carter to to a late model for the summer national show at Oakshade, did you not? Yeah, I did. How how, how did how did that work out for you? Um, it was good. The car was super rough. I mean, not the car. The track was super rough, and my car just didn't have enough horsepower. But how was it uh, running with with those guys, the late model guys, as compared to the sportsman guys? It's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> Could you feel the difference in the cars? Uh, yeah, the, the tires, the setup. He uh, he actually told me after he got out of the the next week, we came back to Oakshade, and he. Yeah, it looked like he picked up about a half a second in the sportsman. I'm like, what the heck, man? What got into you? And because uh, he he was, uh, I mean, he's been fast. Don't get me wrong. All season, he's been good. He's just been real smooth, and you know, I mean, he holds his line and doesn't uh, doesn't do anything crazy. But we come back the next week, and he's throwing it in the corner harder, and he's sideways on entry. I'm like, what the heck, man? I haven't seen you do that all year. He's like, man, I, he's like that. I learned with the with the big tires on it. I learned how hard I can drive the car in the car. <laughs> Now, you actually had a, a pretty good run in, in the, the birthday race as well. You were trying to track down Devin Moran there, and it looked like you, you almost – you came up one spot short, but it, it looked like you, you had a shot at him. Yeah, we had a had a really good car. That was another one of the nights I'm talking about that we uh, we should have won. Had, had ten grand in the bag, but we uh, I actually broke the pull bar, um, and I broke the right rear shock uh, a couple laps later, so – um, we actually, I broke the pull bar about mid race, but the track had so much grip in it that it didn't really hurt me. Um, I, I didn't need the, I didn't need all the traction the pull bar was making anyway. So, um, we, I, I still tracked him down and passed him for the lead. But, um, as I was passing him for the lead, I threw a slide job into, into turn three. And when I did that, I hit that hole getting in there and blew the right rear shock in half. So I just kind of held on the rest of the race. Thank God the, the shock kind of wedged itself together and didn't fall all the way apart so I could still finish the race. That's impressive. Uh, when uh, Carter, when do you think that uh, you'll make the switch to, to full-time late? I mean, I know the track uh, birthday race was was not in the ideal condition and has never been anything like I've seen before. So that's probably a, a bad first taste at, at trying uh, to run with the late models. But uh, when's, when do you think the next time we'll see you uh, do a late model thing? 
Um, I don't know. I'm trying to convince him to race for me to race at the Kokomo Clash. I don't know how convinced he is. But <laughs> who do you have to convince? Do you have to convince him or, or your mom? Because I know that that was a major thing. Where's she at? Oh, there she yeah, is. Right, that one right there. <laughs> yeah. That's the one we've got to convince. No big tires yet. No Please. big tires. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be working on her, though, right? Right, Carter? Oh, yeah. Okay. She she doesn't know it yet, but he's probably going to race the Kokomo Clash as a late model. Don't tell her I said that. Yeah, we'll keep it our secret. <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, he's he's shown pretty good uh, pretty good car control. So I think I think I can trust him with some big tires on it. I, I don't have a big motor to put in it, but um, I think we uh, I, I may try to find some big tires and let him run one or two late model races here towards the end of the year. So I don't know yet. It, was, it kind of depends on the funds and uh, how his next couple sportsman weeks go. I think he's got two more weeks here at Oakshade. And, yeah. As long as we got a, as long as he's got something to race after that, we may try to, to take him somewhere and let him uh, let him get some laps with some big tires again. Now, did you have a, any kind of long term plan as far as uh, his uh, Carter's development? You know, maybe run Sportsman five years and then make the switch to a late model, or, or was that just kind of we're going to run Sportsman this year and see what happens? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I didn't really make a plan because I, you know, it, it's hard to make a plan. You don't know how fast the kid's going to develop or. I mean, he could have could have took him ten years, and he, he might have never figured out how to how to make circles. Or it it, it kind of what happened was complete opposite of, of that. He uh, I wasn't even gonna let him race last year. Um, I was just gonna let him practice a few times towards the end of the year. But he went out the, the very first night and very first practice night we went out there. He was turning. There's a couple late models there practicing. He was turning lap times just as fast, if not faster, than they were. So. Like, well, I think he's ready. I think we might as well just throw him out there and see how he does so he can prepare for next year. And then he, uh, he went out and ran a couple top fives there at the end of the year and really surprised the crap out of us. So I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a plan for him. Um, at this point, I, I feel like uh, at least at Oakshade, I think I could, uh, if, if I had the equipment and the, the money to do it, I think I could throw him in a late model now. And he probably, I mean, I, I feel like he could be a mid-pack car every week at Oakshade with the late models at least. So. I just, uh, I, it, it's really going to depend on the pocketbook and uh, how uh, how soon I can afford to get him in a in a in a full late model. So now, now Carter, what uh, what what would you like to be uh, driving in, say, a year or two? Would you like to be doing uh, full time uh, in a late model? I mean, do you have any aspirations? Uh, maybe trying to sprint car or going asphalt racing or is dirt late model where where you want to be? You know, following uh, Dad's footsteps. Yeah, um, like. From two years from now, I want to travel around with my dad, race like Marin and Tri-City and where all the places he races. But I've always wanted to race a sprint car, but my mom, my mom <laughs> hates those things to death. <laughs> so she, she'd probably rather you be in a late model than a sprint car then? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Fair yeah. I, I, she, hasn't, she hasn't quite made his rules real clear yet, except no sprint cars, but... When we got married, I got I got two rules. Ron probably knows my rules: no strip clubs and no sprint cars. That's all. I, that's all I got for rules. So, yep. <laughs> nice. So they they announced uh, a couple, or I guess it was just uh, last Thursday about this uh, national late model uh, tire rule for next year that uh, all the big series are going to be running dirt car. Uh, what uh, What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's a good deal to take away you know, all these choices and kind of narrow things down? Uh, yeah, I definitely, they needed to do that 10 years ago. Um, we've just got to, 
for the for the local guy, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's not really going to affect most of the guys that run here local at Oakshade and stuff. Um, but for guys like me that travel all over the country and um, at the beginning and the end of the year, I, I run a lot of different open comp shows where we can go and run pretty much whatever tire, whatever tire that, that Hoosier makes. Um, and then we go out out west and we've got to run D55s and we go to the to the Midwest and some of the MLRA stuff. We got to run 1350s and then you go to over east and down south and you can run pretty much anything. It's just completely open. So that it, we've, we've got to have a lot of tires sitting around and a lot of wheels and uh, we're, we're always swapping tires. And it's, it's, we've got a lot of inventory that we don't need that we're not going to need next year. So I, I think I think it's huge. I think it's going to save a lot of time and money for uh, for us regional racers like myself that, that get around and, and travel at the beginning and the end of the year. So um, I, I just hope they do what they say they're going to do and uh try to keep the cost down on these things. I'm yeah, afraid that Do you think the price is going to go down like they, like said, they said they anticipate? Yeah. They say it's going to, but I, it, you know as well as I do, Ron, and in our experience, especially in the sport, uh, when they when you've only got one thing to choose from, uh, the the prices don't usually tend to go down. They they kind of uh, they they kind of have you cornered and can charge you whatever they want because they know you've got to have them. So we discussed. I, that, I hope that's not the case, but we discussed that tire rule last last week. And if anybody missed it, Hoosier will go from producing twenty six varieties of dirt late model tires twenty six to six. Now that right. ha- that has to speed up their manufacturing process a, a huge amount. Yep. So, yep, so I, uh, it, it, I just, it should certainly help with with the tire shortages that have been around this year. For sure. E- even if the supply chain doesn't improve, um, just cutting the, the amount of inventory has to really help. Right. Yeah. I as long as as long as they do what they say they're going to, I think it's gonna be good for everybody. I just hope they uh, I hope they don't do what uh, what tire companies are, are good at doing and uh, overcharging for a, for a product that we have to run. I mean, that's, that's the only problem is uh, well, there's no, there's no competition in different, uh, different brands or different, uh, you know I mean? We, we, we're already stuck to just Hoosier, Hoosiers. We don't have Goodyear American racer there to, to try to keep the prices down for competition. So now we only have one brand of tire and one compound of, of tire to choose from. So hopefully they, uh, Hopefully they do what they say they're going to and don't jack the prices way up on us. Well, and for the weekly racer, um, local tracks are probably going to be narrowed down to a choice of possibly four tires, uh, yeah. two, two, two tire sizes and two compounds. So yeah, should be a whole lot. Better. What do you think about the no sipe, no groove part of what they're proposing? Well, seeing that that's still up in the air, at least everything that I've, everybody I've talked to, um, it, that's still up in the air. I think they're just going right. to kind of leave that as of now, they're going to leave that to the discretion of the racetracks and the, in the sanctioning bodies, I believe. Um, I, I don't like the no, no, no groove, no sipe rule, especially with the, the tire carcass that they're using. It, they're pretty much using the same tire we're running right now. Right. Um, as far as the tread pattern and, um, we've, we've been down this road. Uh, we, we did a lot of testing with this a couple of years ago when UMP decided to, to go no group, no site for a few months there. Um, and we were going through way more tires, uh, on the stopwatch, the, it, the, the tires that, that were fresh were way better if we couldn't groove and sipe them. It was, it was better to have the, 
those big blocks need edges. Um, once some edges were gone, they were they, they kind of went away. So they could, they could talk me they could talk me into the no sight portion of that rule, but you know, especially for the guys that are trying to get a couple of extra weeks out of the tires, um, yep. sharpening up the grooves in it is is, is essential. When, once they feather over, if if you can't sharpen up those grooves. Uh, you're done. Yeah. If they go to a no groove, no sight rule, it's going to really all it's going to do is separate the, the top teams from the back marker teams. Even, you know even I mean? farther than where we're at now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the problem is uh, guys that guys that know that they need new tires and can afford new tires are going to have new tires. And, and then there's going to be a lot of the, the local guys that can't afford the new tires. And it looks like they've got, I mean, they're going to look at the tire and go, Holy crap, there's a lot of tread on this thing. We're going to, we're going to run it for a few more weeks. And, um, they're going to be half a second to three quarters of a second off the pace eventually if they keep you know if they keep running that tire. So. Yeah, as soon as you round those edges over, the tire's done. Yep. Good. So I hope I, I don't I don't agree with the no groove no sight rule, especially with the carcass that we have to work with. I I hope that uh, I hope that the guys involved in making these decisions uh, hear us out and and realize that we've got to be able to regroove and recite these things to, to keep them going and, and get a few more nights out of them. The press releases have said that Hoosier designed it to fit that rule. No groove. They no did sight. a terrible job, but, <laughs> but, but they didn't say that they were endorsing that rule. They just said that the tire was designed that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Now I, I'm a firm believer and, and I, I had talked to, um, talk to some people at Hoosier about this earlier in the year that if they're going to go to a no groove, no sight, it needs to be a chain link tire, uh, like a mod style chain link tire. Um, cause those seem to be pretty susceptible to, uh, running them. They, they have a lot of life. You can rerun them and rerun them and rerun them without grooving and siphoning them. Um, right. the, the block pattern that we've got now, is, apparently my dogs are upset about something, but yeah, I, uh, pissed at Hoosier not the, too. that's not the pig. <laughs> No, the pig's outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, Arnold uh, Kirsch, he wants to know how much you spend, how much time you spend each week on tire preparation. Uh, I mean, we we spend probably a full day. Um, thank God, I've got a, a Shane. Shane's a pretty good tire guy. He he usually shows up and does most of the tire work, um, so I don't have to do much of it. I I'd say only 25% of the time this year I've had to really do tire work. He comes over and does a lot of it so we can work on the car while he's doing it. But I would say there's a good, uh, every week there's a good eight to 10, maybe, maybe 12 hours at least, uh, just to prepare for the, for the weekend. That's to run two nights a week. Yeah. Does Carter do his own uh, tire prep? No, not really. He'll, he'll wash them and, uh, he's, 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 he's learning to grind them. He's okay at it. It's the, the grinder's about as big as him though. So it's uh, it's a lot easier for an adult to grind the tires. He's, he's getting there though. So what, uh, what are your plans uh, for the rest of the season? Uh, uh, Carter's got a couple more sportsman shows at, at Oakshade. You mentioned the Kokomo clash, uh, anything else uh, on the horizon? Um, yeah, we're going to do, we're doing Mount Pleasant tomorrow, uh, Oakshade Saturday, and then I'm going out and running, uh, I'm going to run the two XR races at Kokomo this week. Monday and Tuesday, we'll be at Kokomo for twenty and 40000 And then we're going out to run Mod Mania next weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We'll be out in St. Louis running that deal. Now, how do uh, dirt car points play into your schedule? Well, that's kind of what's making our schedule right that's, now. That's what I um, thought. Th- those I will all be dirt car uh, races? Everything. The, the XR races are not dirt car. Um, Just but there, there's, nothing going, there's nothing going on that night dirt car wise anyway so 
Uh, we're, we won't be missing out on anything. It's just just a just a money race. But nice we are we're twenty points, I believe. I think we're twenty points uh, into second right now. We were in third, but last weekend we got some uh, got some points back, and I think we got a twenty point lead on second now. We can't catch Bobby to win it, but we're trying to stay ahead of. Uh, we got three or four of them right behind us. He's had that, a uh, Bobby's had a heck of a year though. He's got a. Can call. you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah, barely. Uh, oh, yeah. We got right behind us. We got Spangler and Fager and Unzicker that are pretty close. So I gotta, gotta try to keep ahead of those guys. I think well, you, I saw Spangler's you, you, coming to Oakshade this you, weekend. Yeah, you just got by Spanky last weekend, correct? In points. Uh oh. Can you hear us now? Are Are you there, Rusty? We we can I still can hear you. Hear you. <laughs> okay. Well, we're we're just about done, anyways. Um, uh, I just had one last last question for Carter. If he had to choose between football and racing, which uh, on which a way Saturday he, night, yeah, on a Saturday night, which which way would he be going? Racing. <laughs> good good call. <laughs> good call. <laughs> he's already he's already tried skipping football a couple times to go racing. Nice. All right, guys. Well, good luck uh, this weekend and uh, and at Kokomo on uh, Monday and Tuesday as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks guys. We'll see, see you. See you Saturday. Thanks for having us on. We'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. There you go. Carter Schlenk and Rusty Schlenk. And why am I the big head? Well, I don't know. I don't want to be the big head, and I want you over there because that way when I look at you, it looks like oh, I'm actually yeah, looking at you. Yeah, it looks like we know what we're doing. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so, uh, cool there. Uh, Rusty and Carter, Carter Schlenk. Uh, I do have a question. I didn't want to sound stupid in front of Rusty, but I'll sound stupid in front of everybody else. Uh, explain, uh, grooving, I understand, explain siping. What's the difference between grooving and siping? Siping would be if you take that grooving blade and turn it upside down, all you've got are two little blades that are not connected, and you make tiny little razor slits. Okay. okay in in the tire. That's and and it can change the tire. It can make it. Uh, so that it comes in a little quicker it can also make it so that it runs a little cooler um depending on what you do how many sipes and All right. if you're not doing it maybe you should maybe i should well i don't have a i don't have a groover thing i've got a couple of them you want to borrow one uh, i'm sure i'm not using them yeah that's sad i might have to do that but after i get uh, my car back together um, coming up uh, in just a little bit, we'll be talking to Race Metapedigan. Metapedigan, I'm getting it. I've been practicing. You, you are doing so well. And it helped that he was you, at the track on you Saturday. You stumbled to... so bad early in the year. It was, it was tough. It was tough to get through. Uh, we'll go through our racing roundup here before we get to uh, race, and then we'll bring him on. Uh, Attica Raceway Park in action this past weekend. DJ Foose picking up the Attica Fremont Championship Series uh, 410 feature on uh, Friday at Attica. Cole Macedo picking up the uh, 410 track championship at Attica. Yeah. So congratulations to him, former guest on the show. Actually, both those guys. Uh, Rusty Schlenk picking up the uh, late model win. Devin Shields uh, picked up his fourth championship there and uh, hit third in a row at Attica Raceway Park. I think he, he was a little disappointed. Uh, he didn't get the, uh, the Oakshade one. I think he yeah. wanted both, but uh, still a pretty good season for, for Mr. It, it Shields. It really there. is. 
Uh, Brandon Martin won the AFCS 305 feature. Paul Weaver picked up the track championship out there with all of his wins. What a surprise. Yeah. Oakshade Raceway Saturday night. Rusty Schlank, as we uh, just mentioned, he led from flag to flag. Carter Schlank then did the same thing in the sportsman uh, feature Not event. to be outdone. Uh, very smooth race uh, by the youngster. Colin Schilt won the Dominator Superstock feature. Eric Carr picked up the win in the compacts. Charles Stuckey won the Dominator Superstock B main. James Stamper uh, won the compact B main. As we mentioned earlier, Bubba Kundick uh, won the hot dog race. So we had the tricycles. We had uh, Ryan Clare, uh, Chris Rutan, Steve Miller, Steve Miller, and Bubba Kundick. We only had the four tricycles. I thought we had five going into it, but we only had yeah. the four. Still was pretty entertaining. Uh, it was the I think it was Steve was in the lead Steve when they was, got to the hot dogs. Yeah, he the said, hot dog part. That's he what he said. He just couldn't stuff that hot dog <laughs> down. They all were having some trouble, but uh, Bubba was getting the crowd going, yeah. waving his hands, and uh, he was first to get back out on the track, and that's all it took. Uh, yeah. Bubba came from had behind. A, had a big head start on the second leg. Yes. So uh, congratulations to Bubba Kundick again. Win a hundred dollars from Nick Lloyd's Fix and Fab and a jumbo pizza and two liter from uh, Big D's Pizza. And if everybody missed that, I think uh, Steve's girlfriend, Mary, has it posted on Miller Family Racing. Okay. I can probably share that, too. On, uh, I think, uh, yeah, you sent yeah. me the link. I can share I that did. on the Hammerdown Racing Report on our Facebook page. It's not there yet, but I'll do that after the show. Fremont Speedway, Greg Wilson uh, won the Attica Fremont Championship Series uh, 410 sprint feature on Saturday night. Cole Macedo, again, another championship for him. He's the Attica Fremont Championship Series champion. Yep. In the four tens. Uh Paul Weaver won the uh AFCS three oh fives and uh he also won the championship for the Attica Fremont Championship series as well. So, yeah. Paul's somebody needs to put a bounty on Paul, I think. Who won the trucks? Sean Valeni won the uh makeup dirt truck feature and Jeff Babcock won the uh the regular the second dirt truck feature of the night there. Uh, I know Davey uh Dave Gumby was starting on a pole of the second feature, pulled out on the track, and the truck shut off and would not refire. Distributor? Uh, ignition box. Hmm. Okay. True, well, truly disappointed. Yeah, I would be too. Uh, Montpelier Motor Speedway, Saturday night, they got rained out. They uh, tried to make a go of it, but uh, I guess it got late and was rainy and wasn't good. Sandusky Speedway, uh, on Saturday night, Clayton Oliver won the... Uh, Renegades feature, also the uh, track championship in the Renegades. Preston Walker won the modified feature with uh, Jason Wells taking the uh, championship. Clay Lusk won the beginner stocks race and the championship. Uh, Rich DeWitt Jr. Uh, picked up the pure stock feature win. Dan Smith, the champion there of the pure stocks. Uh, so congratulations to those guys at Sandusky. And the late models are coming back to Sandusky. It was That's pretty exciting. Them. Or their uh, cavalcade coming up, not this weekend, but uh, the following weekend. Yeah. First time in, it's been a while. Yeah. Not in, since 1971. Like, no, that, no. That's since I, Ron's I, been there. I, with I told his late Scott, model. I ran a, we had a, a pavement late model back in the late 60s, early 70s, and uh, we spent quite the weekend at the cavalcade. Okay. A very memorable weekend. What, stay, what happens at the cavalcade stays at the cavalcade? Uh, that's the one. Eldora Speedway, host of the World 100 this uh, past weekend. Thursday night, Jonathan Davenport and Hudson O'Neill picked up uh, feature wins. Friday night, Bobby Pierce, uh, who is leading uh, UMP National Points, and Dale McDowell 
uh, picked up uh, a win. Bobby Pierce uh, picked up that win because Ricky Weiss failed the droop rule inspection and uh, was stripped of the win after uh, the <laughs> Victory Lane uh, award ceremony and everything. Boy, the, he was pissed. The keyboard jockeys have been all over the droop rule, and I guess a couple of sanctioning bodies are taking a serious look at it. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Interesting to see what happens. Yeah. So what, what is your opinion of that? Do you think uh, that was the right call? Do you think they did it right? Or? Scott, if you remember right, two years ago, a lot of cars went upside down when they didn't have the droop roll. The left rear was hiking way up, and all they had to do was catch a rut, and the car was upside down. You haven't seen that this year. So from a safety standpoint, I like it. Um, I, I think there's a whole lot of things, a lot of changes that should be made to dirt late models to slow them down. I don't know if they'll I, – I don't think they'll do it, but they, they certainly should. So uh, you, you believe Ricky Weiss uh, did not deserve then to be awarded that win? I understand that he was – It's a yes or no question. <laughs> okay, here you go. How about your car was legal when you went out, but somebody hit you in the left rear, wrinkled the quarter panel up, and it pushed the deck up a little bit. Now you're illegal. Did he get hit? I don't know. Maybe. All right. Thank you for that noncommittal answer. Saturday night, uh, Jonathan Davenport. So, 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 wait, wait a minute. So, from that aspect, is the droop rule fair? I don't know. I didn't make it. I don't. I don't have to deal with the droop rule, so I don't really <laughs> care, honestly. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your point it makes sense. Uh, I don't believe he did get hit, though. I. I I don't know. He just, I, I don't like his reaction to it. He had a, he posted a video. He seemed real whiny about it. Granted, I'd be pissed too if, uh, you know, that happened. And, and I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know what the answer is to that. Uh, but uh, Jonathan Davenport then Saturday night picked up the uh, World 100 uh, win. That was his fifth title. You reading the Tim McNichol thing there? You reading the yeah, Tim's yeah. comment about the spooktacular? Uh, yep. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, World of Outlaw NASA Energy uh, Drink Sprint Cars uh, Gold Cup Race of Champions at Silver Dollar Speedway. Thursday night, uh, Kyle Larson picked up the win. Carson Macedo on Friday night. And Jacob Allen edged out uh, Shuhart by uh, 0.05 seconds on Saturday night to win that main event. The Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions were at Port Royal Speedway, the Tuscarora 50 weekend. Uh, Anthony Macri picked up the win on Thursday, Lance DeWeese on Friday, and Macri back in victory lane on Saturday night. Flow Racing Night in America this uh, past Tuesday night, Fairbury American Legion Speedway, Bobby Pierce again with another win. <laughs> Guy's having a heck of a season. Arc Menard Series Saturday at Kansas, uh, the Kansas 150. Corey Heim picked up the win there. The NTT IndyCar Series wrapped up their season with uh, Alex Pillow picking up the win in the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. Will Powers uh, finished third and uh, won the uh, the IndyCar Championship there. NASCAR action, uh, Bubba Wallace, he uh, picked up the win in the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas on Sunday afternoon. I didn't watch any of it. I but, didn't either. Uh, I watched a little bit of the first part, and then I think that uh, I don't know. Let me turn there. Uh, Xfinity race Saturday. Noah Gregson won the uh, Kansas Lottery 300 at Kansas Speedway, a rain shortened event, and uh, Friday night also at Kansas, the Kansas Lottery 200. John Hunter Nemechek picking up the win there. Oakshade Raceway this weekend, fastest meet to race, racing every Saturday night. Um, 
Papa Boiler Dominator Super Stock Spectacular. Not not a, you can call it the Spooktacular if you want, since uh, they're doing the trick-or-treating this weekend as well. So bring some candy or dress up the kids in uh, costumes. They'll be doing some trick-or-treating at intermission, I do believe. Ooh. I did not know about this until I saw the post that Jade posted. Really? Yeah, I'm always the last to know oh, things. I'm like, oh, we're doing trick-or-treating. You're on cool. a need-to-know basis. Yeah. And- also, I didn't know that uh, late models were going to be paying uh, 1500 to win again this weekend. Yeah. So uh, late model sportsman compacts and the uh, Dominator Superstock's paying 1000 to win for that. That's this Saturday at Oakshade Raceway. Uh, Ron Miller Race Cars, Lambertville, give him a call, 734-856-7223. Don't do it now. Wait till after the show. He's got race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, uh, transmission, fixing. Yeah. Uh, everything a racer needs. Again, 734-856-7223. That's uh, race. So th- this, race. this Saturday, are the... Uh are the late models running second after after I believe the, uh, so usually socks? usually they do the, they're the, the headline yeah usually the, dom- the super the socks dom- will dom- run first yep. yeah then the late model sportsman contacts right. will finish it out and it'll be uh it'll be the the super stock unless things change but the way it has been is the super stocks will run you know like the late models will have uh concies b mains that transfer into the feature right so and that'll but, all be that, before intermission and right. then we'll just have one a main and that's it right yeah, the, they will not be running uh, their their typical B mains. Yeah, the B mains will be Concy races, and it'll be right. before intermission. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get to our our guest actually, who was at Oakshade Raceway this past weekend. Bring up a race, and we'll put him we'll put him in the big chair here. Ooh, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Wonderful. Pretty good. So uh, you are uh, you're you're running the dirt now. What's up with that? Oh, uh, you know, truth be told, it's been something we've been wanting to do for a long time. And finally, just circumstances came out and uh, we got to do it. And it is fun. Absolute <laughs> ride. Race Metapet again. You, you, won, you won your first race at Silver Bullet last weekend. And you had an impressive run at Oakshade starting at the back and finishing uh, third. Um, what... Uh, why 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 did you decide to uh to try dirt track track racing um well we we do full-time over at flat rock and uh the season had ended and typically at the end of the year we like to bounce around and visit different tracks and uh you know i think event this year we actually instead of talking about it we actually just did it so uh you know, with uh, tires and, you know, everything was so expensive to race the asphalt cars, um, you know, it's, I think that could be the new future. You know, dirt uh, dirt is a little more cheaper. It's fun. Uh, you know, it's just everything about it is, you know, I, I enjoyed it. And the so. season is, is quite a bit longer. You, you can run yeah. more times if you choose to. Mm-hmm. I figured yep. I figured it would have Ron would have something to do with it because he's always talking to try or trying to talk you pavement guys into going uh, dirt racing. Well, I did. They, I, did, I believe, they, I you? believe they pitted in my spot. They did actually, yes. as a matter of fact. Yes, I, uh, I, matter I, of fact, I, I appreciate. I, I, yeah, I gave Arnold, I gave Arnold Kirsch uh, my blessings. Just park there; it'll, it'll it'll be good for you. So, so yeah, I will. Thank you. You're running the the four cylinder compact, uh, whatever you want to call it. Where where'd that car come from? So that car, um, they actually built Dad Arnold, uh, Dad, my dad being Jeff Metapad again. He was on your show a few months back, uh, actually last year. Uh, now I think about it, um, and 
Dave Rule and Frank Tep, uh, Tepperkino, uh, they had built that car to run Enduros with the big V8 cars um, about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And, uh, man, just there's been a few drivers uh, that have piled it. They've had good good success with it. And, you know, those guys, they, they built a, a good car. I mean, it's a good car. That's half the reason why I won the other, other night in uh, Silver Bullet there is because it was a good car. Now, is that why you're having fun running on the dirt because you're having success, or is it actually also fun? I would say, you know, both. I think, okay. uh, you know, one, yeah, one, it goes in, goes in with uh, the other hand, you know, so. Um, so say you finish, say, say you finish 10th in both of these uh, first two dirt races. Would you still say you, you're having fun? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, truth be told, I am a, uh, you know, th- that driving style suits, it, it suits my driving style. I like being sideways. Uh, there's other drivers that are a little more precision. They're a little more timid. And for me, uh, like the, the last guy, the guys that you had there to throw it in the corner, I loved it. It was all about it. I was all about it. So how's that, how's it compared to uh, running on the, on the asphalt or pavement? Uh, so you, with the racing on the asphalt, you got to drive with the right front. Um, if you, if you drive with the right rear on, on an asphalt car, you just burn up your tires and you know, you wind up being lapped. It's not very fun. I, my first enduro race was, uh, was not all that fun. 250 laps of a sideways car on asphalt. It is not fun. I was <laughs> very, very frustrated. I was tired. Uh, you know, and on top of it, it was 120 degrees in there. And like I said, it's an hour and a half of, oh my gosh. But, uh, uh, going to, going to the dirt, it was, uh, I, I could leave, I could literally just, you know, it was more, you know, more just forgiving. Like, uh, you know, you didn't have to be as precise in, in, uh, in the dirt car. And you didn't, and, uh, that's ha- what and I, you didn't have to worry about scrubbing the tires off of it. I know, I know. I was just watching a couple of old videos in there, and I, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" They know I'm a dirt, I'm an asphalt guy because I'm sitting there scrubbing the tires off on a dirt track. <laughs> I was kind of laughing about it, but now I understand that your dad has been running uh, an old pavement late model up at Silver Bullet and and doing okay with that. Yeah. Uh, yep. He's uh, they they ran it twice. Um, same thing. Uh, they took that class of late models that have been sitting around in people's garages for 25 years, 20 years. And, uh, they finally did something with them up there and it's good to see They actually, they got a good crowd and, uh, you know, my dad being one of them kind of precision drivers, he's taken a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of a learning curve to it. Let's say he's, he's getting the hang of it, but they're, they're getting, they're getting somewhere with it. And I think probably we might be able to contend up there at one point. Now I don't know if they still do, but I I know that your dad even had the had the windshield in the car the first night he ran it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, matter of fact, when I got up there, I was like, oh, "Isn't it? I think that's supposed to come out." And uh, they, uh, it wasn't too bad, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, that's definitely the mo uh, is uh, you got to take that windshield out for sure. Yeah. Well, they don't in the Arca when they run on on dirt, the Arca series. Or the cup and what you know, whatever when they're running it. Yeah, but they the dirt. they carry a Swiffer duster around <laughs> with them to clean the windshield yeah. on the inside. Yeah, 
Now, both tracks, they were fantastic. They just said, if it gets covered up, just pull down in the infield and we'll take care of you. Uh, it was so with that regard, I mean, it was pretty sweet knowing that we didn't have to, we weren't going to be out there just racing blind. Very good. So are you going, uh, you going back to the pavement or, or are you a, a dirt car racer now? Uh, you know, I, I'd love to bring out the Monte Carlo and, uh, see what I got out there. Uh, I, I, me personally, I'd rather, uh, driving with the right rear and doing, doing all that sides sideways stuff. That is totally me. So I'm going to try and maybe talk to, talk to the car owners and see if we can't maybe make that a little more happen a little more next year. A little more permanent. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I know some yep. other guys, they, they've done it and they haven't gone back. Yeah. Yeah. Matter, yeah. Matter of fact, a couple of the guys that we race with over there, uh, they, they bought car and they say the same thing. It's, it's a lot of fun. So what it's definitely a skill. That's for sure. So what do you got uh, left uh, for, for this season? Uh, I believe my racing schedule is about wrapped up. My brother is, we were going to try, they were going to try and get out there this weekend, but uh, some transporting problems came up. And uh, so next week, I think they're, they're going to try and get out there and then uh, out to Oakshade. Yep. Yep. I think that's about the only track we got around us that's still racing. So it's kind of a bummer being up here in the, in the Northeast a little bit. Everybody's an hour and a half, two hours away, but we make it work. Where, where are you at? Where are you from? Uh, we, we're about 20 minutes south of Port Huron, Michigan. You are up there a little ways. Okay. I didn't realize you were that far. Any thoughts of, uh, maybe bringing one of your street stocks to that Fremont race where they were having the uh, Oakshade Super Stocks versus the Fremont Trucks. Friday night, October 14th. Yeah. And, and the uh, factory stocks. And the factory stocks, yeah. Really? Uh, that, you know, I don't know. That could be, uh, now that you bring it up, that might be a possibility. $1,000 to, to win. $1,000 to win. That's hey, that's worth bringing anything out, really. 1000 bucks. that's pretty Heck yeah. Well, when, we're going to, we're going to talk about it. When's the last time you ran a thousand dollar to win race? Uh, uh-huh. the, the Enduros <laughs> used to be, well, the Enduros used to be a thousand to win. And then, um, just to kind of the spread out the, to make sure everybody kind of made a few dollars, they knocked it down to seven fifty. So the, I would say it's been a few years since the last time I ran for a thousand bucks. All right then. So what? Uh, what are, as of right now? What are your plans uh, for next season? I think we're gonna do. We're gonna stick around. If Flat Rock continues to do with the Enduro series, we're gonna stick with that. And then um, I think we're gonna maybe try and squeeze in a few more other tracks for sure. Now, how many Enduro series do they run up up at the Rock? They race uh, four times a year. Oh, well, well that, leaves, that leaves the schedule pretty open. Yep. Yep. So that's why I said we should uh, hopefully do a little more dirt track racing. Okay. Um, Scott's messing with my camera. So we'll. Yeah. Keep talking. yeah. Okay. Now tell us about the car that you ran uh, last week. What is it? That, I, I believe it was a 95 or 96 Dodge Neon. Uh, you know, $200 junkyard motor in it. Um, and those guys, I think they built that in a matter of uh, a few months in the wintertime. It was just a low budget. Um, back when the compacts were starting to really take off there, that's the car that they, 
they kind of came up with. And um, there was just a lot of uh, aftermarket, aftermarket support. There was, you know, they made a ton of them. So there was uh, parts forever, you know, parts for days. And, uh, you know, just through progression of, you know, racing with the big cars out there. And, and I mean, it, 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 don't get me wrong. It took years to get it that good. Uh, there ain't no doubt about it. It takes a lot of time, effort to put into that, something like that. But, but, but obviously uh, if you came from the tail to third, you must be okay. And you started, like to, didn't you start at the tail uh, at when you got the win at silver bullet too? I think so. I think yeah, I was like second to last or third okay. to last. It wasn't very high. So you had to work <laughs> for those wins. Yep. I sure did. And, you know, I, that's where the enduro racing come into play. You na- navigate in traffic, reading cars. I mean, you got to pay attention to all that. And, sure. uh, you know, that definitely helped for sure. I mean, I got thousands and thousands and thousands of lap time in a, in a race car and it, it pays, it really pays off. And, you know, for new people, they, you know, uh, that come into the sport like this, it's, uh, it, it, it's definitely something that you just got to keep doing. You and that's, stick and that's where the Enduros come into play. You can yep. run, what, 250 laps and in, in the same day? Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's more that's more laps than all race, all street stocks, all late miles all combined, all season in one race. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like an accelerated Enduro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's pretty cool. Uh, although it's starting to you know the uh, the cars are getting harder to find and uh, you know the uh, budgets, people budgets and stuff like that. It's we've gone from a hundred cars down to I'd say about twenty now. So it's it's still alive and well. It's but it's a great great series to get into if you're looking for a low budget just to get some seat time. It's awesome. Gotcha. Well, we appreciate the time and uh, we wish you luck uh, on in your future enduro endeavors. And as a dirt yes. track racer, we hope to see you back uh, at a local dirt track in the near future. Yes. And real quick here, I got to thank the gentleman that puts on the hard charger award. Oh, yeah. uh, that, Dittman, Craig Dittman. Yeah, man, that is fantastic. What he does for those drivers and for us, uh, just to, just to walk away with a, a plaque is, I mean, that that's such a confidence booster and, um, I really wanted to say thank you, and I love what he does. So, yeah, his, appreciate that. His thank truck was right, his truck was right next to you last Saturday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. That was cool, and thank you again for that parking spot. Appreciate oh, not a problem. <laughs> I, if if you were going to be there this weekend, I'm I'm not going to be back. You could you welcome to use it. Oh, cool! Did you hear that, guys? Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> All right, race. Thank you. Thank very you much, so much. Yeah. We'll see you. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. Race uh, Metapedigan and your camera's gone screwy again. I don't know what's going on with that. I might have to get uh, switch it to a different one here. And now, you, oh, you just disappeared. What did you do? Ron's pushing buttons now. Your audio's still on, so you're you're still oh, here with really? me. Really? Yeah. I could actually move this camera and we could both be on it. But. Oh, okay. Uh, coming up, we're going to be giving away a Big D's pizza. With uh, how many? Do you need some help over there? You got that? No. Okay. I'm sure you'll figure it out eventually. Um, we'll be doing that here in just a second. Uh, first, a, a little bit of racing news. Uh, Who's your racing tires? Of course, uh, announced last Thursday that National Late Model Tire that uh, will debut for the 2023 season with the goal of reducing, streamlining, 
uh, choices for uh, super late model tires next season in which the World of Outlaw case uh, late model series dirt car and Lucas Oil late model dirt series have committed to using. Um, it sounds like the majority of the drivers, including Rusty Schlenk, are in favor of that deal. So uh, we'll see if it comes to fruition with the exception of the siping grooving thing. You doing all right there? No. Okay. Uh, Kyle Busch will be... If, uh, I, if I was okay, you think I'd here, be here, talking here? Here, here you go. Here's, uh, start with Kyle Busch. Where's Kyle? Right, right here. Okay, Kyle Bush will be moving to the Richard Childress Racing, uh, according to uh, a report Saturday at, by The Atlantic. Um, a statement from Bush at Kansas Saturday indicated that the deal isn't done yet. Uh, I don't have any news, but I, I, I think as of now... Yeah, this Scott, is his quote. This yeah, is what he had said. Yeah, this is a Saturday what he said. Uh, yeah, we're still working behind the scenes to put it together. It's not done. Well, now it's done. Tuesday, uh, officials announcement. Uh, the official announcement was that Kyle Busch going to RCR to pilot the number 88. Reddick will move to uh, a third RCR car for next season. Kyle Busch's truck team is going to switch from Toyota to Chevrolet. That, uh, that could make things kind of interesting. NASCAR released its you know, 2023 schedules. Yeah, did you see that? I did not. Did not see. Did you? You didn't see any of the changes. No, I. Well, didn't. How about we talk about that then? Okay, let's talk. The about The only that. new track for the Cup Series uh, is going to be the uh, streets of Chicago race. You know, yeah, which we've, we've talked about. about that. And I yeah. think that. <laughs> that'll yeah. be, that'll be on July first. Uh, the All Star Race, which is uh, pretty cool, and we do about this already, is going to be at North Wilkesboro on May twenty first. Uh, the Truck Series is going to actually have a race there that same weekend. Yeah, which will be cool at North Wilkesboro, and and the Truck Series is going back to Milwaukee, Crafts, but oh. as the Craftsman Truck Series again, yes, rather they will, than they will be the NASCAR Craftsman World. Truck Series next year. They're going to be also uh, returning to the Milwaukee Mile. Uh, that's going to be in August, and they're only doing one dirt race next year for the trucks, and that's just going to be uh, Bristol. That's sad. Yeah, so I guess Knoxville uh, not on the schedule. And neither is Eldora. I wish they'd go back to Eldora. That was yeah, pretty cool. that's a big deal. Now, does the Cup Series have a dirt race? Uh, other, Bristol. Other, other than... Just Bristol. Yeah. Bristol's the only one again. Um, Brandon Jones will replace Noah Gregson at uh, Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series next season. Gregson's moving to the Cup Series uh, to race for GMS Petty next year. Um, and in recognition, finally, in recognition of the uh, 40th running of the Four Crown Nationals, September 23rd through the 24th at Eldora Speedway, track officials announced yesterday that the event will offer a new special award, the NK Telco Broadband Bonus. If a driver sweeps all four features during the Saturday night finale on September 24th, he or she will earn a $40,000 bonus with a bonus with the bonus plus a uh, 10,000 per feature winner's purse. The winning driver would earn over $80,000. Ooh. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good incentive for for drivers to run all four classes. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we won't see, you know, so, uh, some some of the NASCAR drivers come over. But you uh, know, you know, where are they uh, that weekend? That's not know. this weekend. It's next weekend. Yeah, they'll probably be in I Chicago. Can't, can't think of where they are. I wonder if Kyle Larson would do that. Anyway, uh, let's play. How many chance to win a Big D's pizza? Last week's how many was how many uh, late models would be at Eldora on Friday night? 
uh, as part of the World 100 weekend, and plus how many late models were going to be at Oakshade on Saturday night. You know what the actual number came out to be? 106. 107 at uh, Eldora and 21 at Oakshade, so that'd be 128 total. Yeah. I picked 127. You picked 126. We split. No, I, I was closer because you 126. 127 is closer to 128. 128's the winning number. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying 127 was... No, no, that was my pick. Oh, my okay. pick was 127. Oh, okay. Uh, our winner of the Big D's Pizza for this week, uh, Doug Frost. Amazing. Again, uh, 131 was his guess. So he was the closest of our uh, listeners. He, he's been kicking John Young's butt. Yeah. John Young's losing... Uh, losing his Losing touch. his mojo there or something, yeah. Uh, so for this week, to win a Big D's Pizza... Glass City 200 is this weekend at Toledo uh, Speedway. Two classes, the Outlaw Super Late Models and the uh, CRA, CRA uh, Super, Super Lates. Yeah. Uh, they're both running 100 laps each. How many total cars between those two uh, classes Ooh. will be at Toledo Speedway on Saturday night for the Glass City 200? Oh, you've got to pick first. Damn it. I have no idea. I didn't do any research on that to see how many actually have been running. Uh, Matt Swander says 32. He's the first one to pop up, so I'm going with 32. I think 32. Matt is just a little low. Um, going with 33? Dean's at 58. I'm I'm going 34. I am that confident that my number is right. It's going to be 33. It'll be right in the middle now. <laughs> uh, so if you'd like a chance to win a Big D's pizza, go ahead and put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live or on our uh, YouTube Live. Either one will uh, get all the entries from there uh, next week. You have until uh, the race starts at 5, I do believe, at Toledo. Let me see what time gates open. That's uh, that's when we'll wrap up the uh, the entries. Gates open at noon. So we'll take uh, – you can uh, put your guess in in the comments of our Facebook Live or YouTube Live uh, until noon on Saturday. That's uh, noon Eastern on Saturday. Be a lot of haulers in there by then. Well, if somebody wants okay, to do the extra yeah. work and count all the haulers, okay. more power to them. But, uh, yeah, so if you're listening to us on uh, Spotify or iHeartRadio and not listening to us not live, uh, you can still get in on this. Just pull up Facebook. You know, pause it right now. Pull up the, your Facebook, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Report. Find our uh, Facebook Live video from Thursday night the, and put or, your guests Or they in. don't have to do it right now. They could... Well, if they're listening to it right now, it could be like Saturday morning that they're listening oh, yeah, to us. Okay. You see what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, all right. <laughs> if you're listening to us live, don't pause it. That would because you're gonna miss out on some good Ooh. stuff. What? I'm seeing both 62, ends of the spectrum. 24, there. Yeah, they're Steve all Miller over at here. twenty four. And Doug James, Frost has got thirty eight. James so. Murray at sixty two. Wow. And you can pick a number that somebody else has picked. So uh if Yep. Somebody's we'll, already picked your number, and that we'll, happens to be the winner. We'll spin the Big D's pizza wheel yeah, to, separate, to break that tie. Uh, and that'll be next Thursday night when uh, we'll announce who the winner is. It is time for your uh, Big D's uh, pizza racing menu for this weekend. Not a lot going on. Things is that, are, it's getting thin. Yeah, it's a little thin this weekend. Toledo Speedway, as I mentioned, the Glass City 200 featuring the ARCA CRA Super Series. 100 laps for them, and the Outlaw Super Late Models also going 100 laps. Gates open at noon, racing at 5, general admission $31. And uh, they do have a rain date for Sunday, but that's not going to be needed. We'll tell you why in just a minute. So uh, it will be happening Saturday night. Oakshade Raceway, as we mentioned before, it's the Papa Boiler, Dominator, Super Stock, Spectacular, or Spooktacular, if uh, you're Tim Nichols. Um, 
$1,000 to win for that. Uh, dirt car UMP late models will be in action. 1500 to win for them. Uh, compacts and sportsmen all in action. Trick or treat night as well. So right. put the kids in the costume, bring some candy to pass out. Just an FYI, Scott, I'm expecting a fairly large field of dirt late models. I uh, saw, yeah, because, Rusty's going to be there. Yeah, because there's, a, there's be there. a lot of Michigan tracks. Well, most of the that Michigan are tracks are done, and there's guys that are chasing points. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see guys like Dona Marcoulier. You've already talked about I think Dona Spangler. And a lot of these guys are going to be at Kokomo on Monday and Tuesday right. in Indiana. So, so Right on their way. Yeah. What uh, What's your prediction for uh, two weeks from Saturday what, with the – Sportsman versus uh, uh, modified dirt duel, thousand to win for that at Oakshade. Craig Dipman was there and uh, at, at the shop today, and uh, we, we were discussing it. I'm, I think on paper the the sportsman cars have a bit of an advantage. I, I just, but, I, but I just now, mean as far as car count go. Do you think we're going to see a lot of modified? Oh, I think okay. I think we're going to see uh, probably fifteen mods. And I think we will probably see our typical 18 or so sportsmen. So, so it might be a good mix then. Yeah, 30, probably 35, 34. Total between total the cars, two? Yeah. Okay. Again, and, and it'll be a it'll be a good race. Again, that the uh, modified sportsman dirt duel, that is two weeks, or I'm sorry, one week from Saturday, the uh, 24th. That's not this weekend. It's the uh, 24th of September. Um, uh, Oakshade Raceway, gates open at 4, racing at 7. Uh, general mission, 14 bucks there. And then Fremont Speedway, it's Roots Poultry Night featuring the 410s, dirt trucks, steel block late model series. You don't think uh, uh, that's going to take any of the late models away over Because last year, Oakshay got rained out, and a lot of the Oakshay guys went over yeah. to Fremont to run the steel block uh, late model series. There aren't a whole lot of the Oakshade regulars that have steel block, block. would be steel block legal. Um, I'm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> a couple, but okay. not a lot. Uh, uh, Scott, well, our, our, our listeners seem to be winding down on, on the uh, car count question. I'd like to know what they think. Who's going to win, the mods or the sportsmen? I can put up a Twitter poll on poll on that. That'd be cool. I'll put that up after the show. There's two things I got to do. I got to link the video from the hot dog race, and I'll put up a Twitter poll for uh, who's going to win that uh, next Let's weekend. Let's know in the comments section, too. We'd, we'd like to know what, right. what you think. Back to uh, Fremont, the uh, Roots Poultry Night. Again, 410s, Dirt Truck, Steel Block, Late Model Series. So no 305s this weekend. Gates open at 4, racing at 7. General Mission, 15 bucks there at uh, Fremont Speedway. Other series action this weekend, the World of Outlaw, NASA Energy Drink Sprint Cars, uh, running the Tom Tarleton Classic at Keller Auto Speedway in California. That's tomorrow night, Friday night. Uh, the 49er Gold Rush Classic. Uh, that's going to be Saturday at, no, actually, that has been postponed uh, scheduled for Placer, Placerville Speedway. Placerville. Placerville Speedway uh, for Saturday night. That has been postponed because the facility is currently being used as a uh, staging area for uh, the wildfires out there. So only one race uh, on the docket this uh, weekend for the uh, World of Outlaw Sprint Cars. Tezos uh, All-Star Circuit of Champions in action with the uh, Dirt Classic Qualifier at Williams Grove. Uh, Friday night, and then the Dirt Classic at Lincoln Speedway on Saturday night. Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series will be in action at Knoxville Raceway for the Lucas Oil Late Model Nationals. That starts tonight and goes through Saturday. Arca Menard Series running the Bush Beans 200 at Bristol Motor Speedway. Actually, that started at 6.30. 
That's on uh, FS1. There's, there's a couple races on right now. We got to get out of here. Uh, Bass Pro Shops uh, night race at Bristol Motor Speedway for the Cup Series. That's going to be Saturday night at 7.30. That race is going to be on USA. Uh, Xfinity Series racing at Bristol on Friday night. That'll be at 7.30 on USA. That's the Food City 300. And the Truck Series, they're racing later on tonight after the ARCA race at Bristol. That'll start at 9 o'clock on FS1. Uh, that's the UNOH 200 at Bristol. So there you go. Uh, Ryan Weekman, he's been out of the office uh, this week because he's building one of those all-inclusive uh, playgrounds like he did in Perrysburg a year or two ago. He's now uh, doing one down in Bowling Green. Uh, but the weather forecast is, uh, what, sunny and warm. It's going to be great. Great last weekend of summer. So no chance yeah. of rain. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. So no reason to use uh, the rain date for uh, Toledo Speedway. Um, Doug Frost uh, has won uh, a couple. Three in a row. So. Yeah, some, uh, a lot of pizzas here. He wants to donate them to the Clyde First Responders of, uh, of Dean's Choice. So that's, that's pretty cool. That's cool. I wish I was a first responder. Um, yeah. Oh, and Steve, we forgot to talk about this. Yeah. You have a little teaser thing. I'm not going to say anything because you already told me, and I don't want to spill any, spill any beans here. Uh, a retired racer stopped by our shop just the other day, actually yesterday, just to uh, BS a little bit and reminisce. And uh, Steve's car was in the shop, and he said, just sit in the car. <laughs> and uh, this retired racer fit quite nicely. And uh, Steve made the offer that uh, this unnamed retired racer could uh, race Steve's car at the topless race. And uh, Steve, which is the same night as the uh, Sportsman Modified Dirt Duel, right? The twenty fourth, and, and Steve said that there was a a backup car somewhere on our has, premises has a num- number thirty five on it. Right? Yeah, ac- actually, yeah. So this unnamed racer could run the ninety five, and Steve would run the thirty five. And all I can say is, if this unnamed racer actually goes through with it, it'll be a huge deal. It would. I'll tell you what. There, there's two or three racers that could climb in that car and put an extra 500 people in the grandstands. And this is one of them. Yes. There you go. Well, hopefully by next week we'll have uh, breaking news again. We can announce who that is. Yeah. And that he'll accept that offer and you'll shake hands on the deal. Works for me. Okay. Or Steve will, somebody will. Yeah, yeah, assuming he gets clearance from his wife. Well, of course that's uh that's important. Racers somehow have an, have a way of clearing things, though. Yeah. Or sometimes it's better to ask for forgiveness afterwards. It is. Yeah. You know, Carter Schlink ran a dirt late model <laughs> race this summer against his mom's wishes. There you go. Uh, no hammer down hotline calls this week. If you want to call a text, leave us a message. We'll play it back on the show next week. It's got to be racing related. 419-318-3081. 419-318-3081. Call it any time, day or night. Um, computer-operated Scott will answer the phone and uh, record your message. Or like I said, you can text it. Go to our Facebook page. Go to ToledoCityPaper.com. Nominate us either today or tomorrow yep. uh, for yep. Best of Toledo. And they announced the nominees, I believe, in about a month. Yep. So we'll find out if we made the list of the six nominees for the fourth time in the last five years. Or not. Yeah. 
It's up to you guys. And, and you guys if, if you don't nominate us, we won't be able to beg you for months. Well, saying there's incentive not to nominate us. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thanks to associate producer Dave Cameron and contrib- contributors uh, Matt Swanner, John Young, Doug Doc, Bob Stazak. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Hammer Report. Uh, I'll post that pit- Twitter poll, the Pitter Tool. Yeah. The Pitter Tool. Uh, the Twitter poll on uh, who's going to win, Sportsman or Modifieds, uh, on our Twitter. Uh, you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check us out at HammerdownRacingReport.com. Uh, make sure to uh, rate and review us as well on uh, any of those uh, aforementioned platforms, because I guess that helps. On those platforms? Yeah, like uh, Spotify and yeah. Apple Podcasts. All that. How are we doing in Australia? Uh, I didn't look. Oh, you didn't look. Okay. No. I did notice that our... Uh, I, I looked real quick at our statistics. Our Stephanie Bradley and Rick Eshelman program we did uh, last month yeah. was a top downloader of the past 90 days, I think. Really? Yeah. For, for us? Or? For us. Okay. Yeah, just It was just our right, statistics, right, right. Not, okay. not comparative. So I thought that was a... I was kind of surprised. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, thanks to Oakshade Raceway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Dominator Race Products, Headhunters, Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the Hammerdown Racing, Racing Report, send us a message on Facebook or call the Hammerdown Hotline, 419-318-3081. Thanks again to our guests this week, Rusty and Carter Schlank and Race Metapet again. We'll see you uh, next Thursday, 7 o'clock. Yeah, same time, same place. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll give away more pizza. That's the only reason people listen. And talk about racing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the only reason people listen, isn't it? I think. All right. Go support your local track. You got three to choose from this weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.